0: let's get on with the show. All
1: right. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur. I'm your host, Jen Amos. And today I have with me Mina Kumlo-Citap and Jacqueline Snyder, who are the co-founders of the Product Boss Podcast and Shop One in Five Pledge. Their website for their podcast is productboss.com and their website for Shop One in Five Pledge is shop1in5.com. And the one and the five are numbers, shop1in5.com. So Mina and Jacqueline, welcome to the show. Yeah. I'm so excited to hang out with you both. As I was, as I was saying offline, um, I have a tendency to gravitate toward what I call my mom friends (laughs) just because I remember, uh, back in California when I was part of my church groups. And even when I was uh, going to local networking events, um, live in the suburbs, um, I ran into a lot of moms that were just make, you know, killing it. You know, they, they got a babysitter so they can show up to these networking events, um, and just make things happen. And so to be able to see what you two have done, uh, specifically for the product base, um, for, specifically for product based small business owners. I'm just ecstatic to really just sit here and hang out with you both and hear your story and all the good work that you're doing. So once again, thank you to you both for being here being here on the show.
3: We're so excited. Um we we definitely have an audience of, you know, four moms you know people that aren't moms uh we happen to be moms ourselves with two kids apiece um but um it's definitely an audience of people who have physical products and mm-hmm. we're so excited to help them grow because it's i feel like a little bit harder than a service based business because you have cost of goods and selling something that's physical and tangible to people
1: yeah, Mina, that's a good point because when I think about like online entrepreneurship or digital entrepreneurs, very often it's the service-based ones, right? It's the ones trying to offer something that isn't necessarily tangible. It's usually like an exchange of uh, information or what have you. And so, um, so Jacqueline, I want to go to you and sort of what, well, how did you get into the space to focus specifically on product-based
2: uh, small business owners? Such a good question. So I'm a fashion designer by trade. Um, I designed for bigger companies as I was getting, you know, out of school. And then I started my own consulting business back in 2007 to help people start and grow fashion brands. Mm-hmm. So I acted as their designer and helped them produce. And in that time, I also launched my own collection of accessories called Kef's Um So I had two businesses I was balancing. And then I had, speaking of being a mom, my first kid. So at that point, you're thinking, well, what, you know, this is a lot. Having one business is a lot, let alone two. Um, and so I was in a female entrepreneur group of multi six figure and above uh, women on Facebook. It was part of another podcaster. And I remember she mentioned Mina on the podcast because she said, you know, Mina has this company called Little Labels. She makes these labels for baby bottles and daycare um, and she sells on Amazon. And if Mina ever wanted to be a service-based coach, she could be and she could teach me about, about Amazon. Meanwhile, Mina's like, never will I ever <laughs> coach anybody. <laughs> so I reached out to her on Facebook and I said, hey, um, I heard you on the podcast. I heard that you, you know, you know a lot about Amazon. I want to liquidate my product that I had and I want to get on Amazon because this was back in the day where Amazon was still sort of this kind of mm and known in a way. Um, and she's like, well, you don't liquidate products on Amazon. You actually grow brands on Amazon. You grow your business there. So that was the very beginning of her and I meeting on this virtual coffee date that turned into just chatting forever. And we realized that we were always listening to podcasts and getting information and, and really twisting it to say, okay, for physical products, what would I do? They talk mm-hmm. about building funnels. Well, you can't, you're not building a funnel for a physical product-based business. They right. say, oh, you can get your business up and running for 50 bucks. You just need a website and a microphone, not for product based businesses. So as her and I spoke more about our own physical businesses, my clients, we decided one day we we're like, there's no podcast for product entrepreneurs that we know of that can help in this sort of bigger general way of scaling their businesses, marketing, mindset, all the things. Um and so we just we were just like we decided to launch a podcast and then you know cut to almost four years later. Um we're a top marketing podcast. We've helped, you know, we're just about, we've helped millions of people basically now with the podcast. Cause that's how many downloads we have. So we're just so excited. And it was so unexpected every so often her and I chat and we're like, can you believe this is our life now? Like, can you believe this is what we did when we came, when we had that call, you know, four years ago. So.
3: Yeah. yeah so- we wouldn't believe oh, it It's if our kids are older.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, that must be so surreal. I think about the, um, like one of the podcast shows that I co-host with a friend where we just celebrated our uh, 100th um, episode recently. And, you know, it's interesting just um, right now we're working on a paper to talk about our experience and it's just quite surreal actually to look back. Like they were telling me to work on like a timeline of when everything started. And I was all like, like, I just wanna I just want to keep moving forward. Like, I don't, I, like what? Like you ha- I have to look back at like years ago. And so it must be quite surreal, you know for you both to every now and then And like you said, the only indicator of things changing are your kids getting older. And I absolutely love that.
3: Yeah, I think it's funny because, you know, as a duo and as a partnership, we're we're quite different. Um, So, you know, really uh, until I met Jacqueline, I was, you know, more so for sure an introvert. Now uh, there's, you know, it's to be seen because I feel like I definitely have been pushing my extrovert skills, but um, definitely still an introvert though. But when I heard my name on that podcast, for example, I cringed and i thought oh my gosh so you know thinking of it from a whole different perspective of that she's like oh light bulb and i'm like oh my gosh she said my name pillow over my head um and then she reached out and then we we just really hit it off i think that when you meet people that um get you in a certain way so other product people meeting other product people for example if they get you in a certain way you become fast friends and i think that that's one thing that for sure i've learned in this whole space is that it only takes one person to change your life or, you know, um, for you to be open to that. And Mm -hmm. I think that that's um, just amazing to see because our worlds have all expanded. We have the internet and now with 2020 being behind us, everyone's online, even business, small businesses, you know, every type of business as well as every person out there is now online. So it's been really exciting to see what's come of just what started with just a friendship and now we're impacting a lot of people. It's just, it is really surreal.
1: You know, that reminds me of the phrase, um, when a student is ready, the teacher will appear. And in this case, it's like when a friend is ready, another friend appears, (laughs) you know, Uh like when you're ready for that opportunity. Um, and, uh, I just think it, It must be a breath of fresh air for uh, product-based small business owners to come across your podcast show because you know even for me when I think about my own perception of podcasting, especially entrepreneurs and podcasting, it's very much uh, geared towards service-based. Like even what we do here um, for our company Up My Influence, we primarily focus on you know the service-based businesses because I think just it just seems like they tend to thrive um, in this kind of space, like with the funnels you were mentioning, uh, Jacqueline. You know, and so um, let us know, let our listeners know, what do you think is the big Biggest differentiator, you know, with your podcast show um, that really like pull product-based
2: small business owners to be like, wow, this they know me, they get me. Yeah, that's such a great question. So we you know we we started with the idea of the fact that you know product-based business owners are sitting on inventory. So not mm-hmm. only when they want to start a business, they don't just get to start the business. There's a lot of money that's spent prior to ever proving, like having proof of sale, right? Proof to, like, proof to market. So a lot of times they have to put a lot of money into their business. They have to develop, they have to produce, and then they put it out there. I remember once a client had said to me, wait, you? I need to spend how much money to know that this business is going to work? And I was like, yeah, because we have to make a product and get it to market and see. So I think that's one of the biggest things. Um, we have a lot of makers in our communities community, mm-hmm. we have makers and manufacturers. So makers are the ones that are physically doing it. A lot of times they will start on Etsy. Etsy is the easiest mm-hmm. way to get in front of another audience mm-hmm. um, and they're creatives. I'm actually recording right now from my mom's maker room because I'm staying at my mom's house for a little bit. So like you could see that behind me if you were watching. Um, they're surrounded with stuff and they're creatives. And then they realize that they have a way to make money to support their family or to add extra income or get a hobby that's you know helping them align their life with their dream life um, and they're making. And then there's the manufacturers. Like Mina is a manufacturer. A lot of the people that I help in the fashion industry are manufacturers where they have a factory or they have someone doing their production. They're not physically having to make it all with their own two hands or having a team of makers. So I would say that the inventory part, the making part, and one of the hardest things that we see that we help our community with is scaling their handmade businesses. So hmm. People don't think that they could be a million-dollar business if they make pottery or a million-dollar business if they hand-make jewelry or pour candles themselves, but they can. We have proof of it in our community. We have the top 1% Etsy makers that have jumped off of Etsy. They have their own platforms and brick and mortars, and they are employing other uh, makers, right? Because they get to, to go take people who went to school for pottery and then teach them that skill. And then they get to make this beautiful pottery that people are buying and keeping as, you know, um, keepsakes for their their family and their lives. So it's just been really amazing to watch. And I would say that that's probably the, the number one thing that I see for makers or product-based businesses.
3: Yeah. It's a whole different language, right? There's inventory, there's shipping, there is average cart value. I guess that would be kind of the thing that rolls over, but it's a whole different language. We um definitely call it our love language because you know it's something that when you hear somebody speak those same words about cost of goods and um, production schedule and all those things, it makes you feel like you're not alone anymore. And Mm. I think that that's what we see across the board for entrepreneurs, whether it's service or product, is that you feel alone. And for product-based people, you feel alone with all your stuff, (laughs) with your inventory, (laughs) with your boxes, you know, with your schedules and all those things. And so we really bring that together. I think that the thing that gives us a little bit of a special sauce for our uh, podcast is not just that we're product-based, but I think that there's definitely layers on top of that. We're two women who understand the language of product-based businesses, but we we truly enjoy each other's company. And mm-hmm. we have the balance of our kids, as well as our husbands, as well as, you know, all these different things. And, and Jacqueline's actually bi-coastal. So she's from New York, New Jersey, and then California, and I'm in Iowa. Mm-hmm. So there's all these kind of fun elements of, you know, this dynamic of, you know, it really can be anybody who's able to build this million dollar business, essentially, and it can be a product. And so we're lifting this lid off of a lot of people's limiting beliefs in a way that it can be seen in a product based way, and then still have fun along the way, because you can still have friendships and, you know, um, fun conversations and still be talking about inventory and shipping. So it just makes you feel less alone.
1: Yeah. I love that. Uh, I think the biggest thing I heard from both of you is really putting the human behind products, you know, putting, uh, putting, yeah, putting the human behind these products. And the biggest thing that the way that you both do that is through community. Um, and so I know that for both of you, um, and your show, you have masterminds group coaching, um, and digital courses to continue to support these product-based, uh, small business owners. So, so tell us a little bit about that uh, in case people are interested.
2: Um, yeah. So we actually, the funny thing is when we started our business, we started it with this idea of multi-stream machine. So mm-hmm. we actually first, first started before we even had a business or a podcast. I, I'm a quick start. If any of you know, Colby scores. And um, I was asked to speak on a panel at the um, LA textile show. And we came up with this idea of Calling it multi-shoe machine, the idea of getting all of your getting your products on more platforms. So mm-hmm. by getting it on more platforms like Amazon, selling wholesale, direct to consumer, in-person trade shows, you would actually expand your audience by getting in front of other people's audiences. And so that was like the initial part of pre the Product Boss podcast. Cut to a couple of years later, it turned into our digital course. It's a do-it-yourself course, which is incredible, has changed lives, and has gotten people from let's call it Etsy or you know selling an in-person trade shows or kind of chugging along just making a couple thousand dollars a month to really like multiplying their revenue because they were on more platforms so Mm -hmm. multi-issue machine is sort of our signature course it's our it's our it's our baby it's how we started um we also have masterminds for product-based business owners um and that is how we started. That is exactly, you know, we, we got a small group of people together. It's expanded since then, but it was that idea of feeling like you're not alone. Yeah. And also that collaboration over competition. There is, and we always say there's room at the top for all of us. There's room at the top for all the candle companies, all the jewelry companies, all the soap companies, the apparel companies. There's room for everyone because each of us, like you said, putting that person behind the product. Um, the product business is that we each have different stories. We Mm -hmm. each have different value sets. We each attract different people and repel different people. And so it's really getting our community to understand that and find what they're like Mina said, their special sauces and then getting that in front of as many people as possible to make it, you know, make it that they're able to sell more. Awesome.
1: I just wanted to see if Mina I po- I just waited in case you wanted to add Mina. I noticed that you two <laughs> go back and forth. So we do. Just, we're yeah. like a we're uh-huh. like a
2: ping pong match
1: over yeah. here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go ahead,
3: Mina. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, she said it perfectly. I think that one of the things that we're seeing is that we just have every entrepreneur, product entrepreneur in every stage. And so we have courses that are really actionable. The way that we love to teach is really, we have the saying um, that's keep it simple seller. Mm-hmm. And so it really is taking things and breaking them down in simple ways into actionable snack size tasks. And we do that with everything that we teach and we make it really relatable. So the the people that are just starting that need eyeballs in their business and need more traffic, we usually tell them to get onto year of content. It's a year of content.com. It's our course that we build around the three Um, kind of pillars of content, which is conversational, cornerstone, and um, calendar content for product-based businesses. So we're really able to help them, you know, like Jacqueline said, attract the people that they need. Um, It's all about brand awareness and getting more eyeballs on your business. And then as you kind of move further with us, you can certainly listen to all of our podcasts. They're all pretty much workshop style. If they're not Mm. workshop style, they are female-founded usually, or um, interviews, that sort of thing. And so you're really able to glean a lot of things just simply from listening to our free podcast. And then we have our signature course, we have masterminds. And so we're really, um, if you want to work with us more closely, it's in the mastermind. And it's just been really exciting. Um, I think I like to show that journey because even showing that journey of how you could work with us, for example, shows how much we've evolved our business and it did not happen overnight. Mm-hmm. And so it's just been really exciting to see the community that we've built, the impact that they've had on each other and then also just been uh, being able to give people resources um, in different ways. like sometimes they just need the do-it-yourself course, but sometimes they need you know masterminds where they're, where they're working with us and working with each other.
1: Yeah. Fantastic. I was uh, contemplating or just thinking about what Jacqueline said about, you know, really just this conversation of let's just uh, debunk competition because the reality is um, we all have different stories and therefore we attract certain people and we repel different people. And I just absolutely love that in that conversation. And I think that, you know, if women um, can learn to collaborate with one another or just, you know, people in general, I think we would uh, be in a more, (laughs) be in a better place. um, I think I'm curious to know with your podcast show, the uh, the product boss um what are the top episodes that you have found to maybe receive the most downloads or the most feedback
3: um well i can i can tell you exactly what they are so um i'm the podcast is really my baby i like to keep like a close cuddle with it <laughs> Love it. So, uh, number one is usually scaling handmade. It, mm-hmm. it really, um, it debunks what you've said before, like, uh, no, the competition, not having competition of, you know, candle maker versus candle maker, but how can you scale your mm-hmm. handmade business? And so there's lots of times where they have that limiting belief of makers can't be millionaires. And that is simply untrue.
1: Wow. Yeah.
3: And so, um, scaling handmade is our number one and has been for a very long time. The other thing is we have really, um, uh, different ones, but they're all organic growth ones. So one of them is you can grow your product based product business without ads. Mm -hmm. That one is, we are very much like, um, we're believers and bootstrapped and we're believers in organic growth. Mm-hmm. And so that's another one. And then also just different ones of um, you know, the top 3 emails that you should have, um the creative Instagram stories that you could have. So again, just really getting those wheels turning about these creative different things a product boss can do. Um usually it comes down to um they are scrappy and they are creative. And mm. we really are just giving them the episodes that they know that their superpower is that I'm scrappy, I'm creative, I can do it. And there's just no limit to what I can do. And we just do it in very um, you know, workshop style episodes. So those are the main ones that have we've really seen take off.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, Jacqueline, just want to see if there's anything you want to add to that. Nope. Nope.
2: Okay. Shit. That was like, those were the ones <laughs> I would have said. So good we're on the same page.
1: <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. I absolutely just love uh, debunking even that statement that makers can't be millionaires because you think that, oh, I have to trade time for, you know, money in a sense. And so to be able to provide uh, those types of episodes um, in workshop form, you know, to be able to really um, know how to grow into a successful, um, profitable business, I think is, um, I think you give creatives hope, you know, very often we hear of the phrase, the starving artist. you know, but that doesn't. Always have to be the case, and it's great to know that um, you know you both have a podcast such as this uh, to be able to provide provide that free education. (laughs) You know, obviously there's courses, and they can visit your website to learn more and go to the next level. But it's great that even just you know um, at this level via podcasting, you're able to provide that free education. Um, I know that for uh, both of you. So, in addition to everything that you've mentioned so far, a pride point for you both is to uh, you know teach about how to balance the idea of your personal dream life and the business you're creating um, to help get you to that. Personal dream life. So uh whoever wants to go first, tell us why is it so important um to be able to find that balance, you know, with that personal dream life ver- and you know, the business to help
2: get you there. Yeah, thanks for, for saying that. So mm-hmm. kind of going back to the idea of makers can't can be millionaires, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of times we say your own, only limiting belief is your your, your beliefs or your are the thing that's gonna hold you back. Mm-hmm. I don't know, I messed that whole thing up. I don't know what I actually say, but basically from the makers can be millionaires, a lot of times our makers, our product-based business owners will be like, I don't want that. Kind of like Mina pulling, you know, a pillow over her head um, that because they don't see a clear path there yet, right? They think there's no way I could make, we're just going to go on the candle analogy. There's no way I could make this many candles to make a million dollars. They don't see a clear path forward. Um, And what we want to let everyone know is I know we, a lot of times, and maybe you all hear this in, in the, world of online marketing, a lot of times there was like, get you to six figures. You can be a six figure business. That was a big buzzword. And I know millionaire now, like getting to a million dollar business, seven figure business is a new buzzword, right? We're trying to, especially I think amongst women, we're trying to, push the idea that you can be that, right? We can have million dollar businesses. But I want to say that where Mina and I stand is you don't have to. You do what you do you, mm-hmm. right? Whatever you want. And that's how we're very much about letting them know, like blowing that lid off of their own glass ceiling and letting them know it is possible. And here are examples of other women doing it or product-based businesses, anybody really, that are that are Building seven-figure businesses, but if you want a six-figure business, whatever you want, it needs to just align with the life and the lifestyle that you want. We'll show you the path there. We'll show you how to do it. We'll show you how to scale your handmade business. We'll show you how to hire people and build teams and and step into that role of the boss of your business. But if that's not what you want right now, that's okay. And there's someone that we've been working with um, for the last maybe three years. When we first started working with her, she was under a million-dollar business, and starts working with us. And within the year, she had, del- she had gotten to $2 million within a year. And we saw this trajectory for her and we asked her, what would you want? Like, do you want to be a $12 million business? Like, what do you want? We'll get you there. And at that point, she's like, no, I could never, like, mm-hmm. I don't want the people. I don't want the team. Um, I don't want any of it. <laughs> Cut to a year later, she's on track. She was then on track to be a $5 million business. She had a team of five, uh, jewelers. She has a brick and mortar store now. And it was kind of like, she just needed to believe it for herself, but we were okay keeping her where she was, if that's what she wanted. But if she wanted the support to grow her business, we were there as well. So I just want everyone to know, it's like, you're going to hear the buzzwords out there. We want to lift that lid for you so that you know that this is possible, but also know that whatever you want is okay. And that's what we say in our community and in our courses. It's like, we're just here to guide you so that you're Sorry, your life and your business align. And that's what we want for you.
3: Right. The thing that we, we say to them is that their business is just the vehicle to their dream life, mm. right? Right. And so, who's in the passenger seat with you? Who's in the back seat with you? It's usually, your kids or or whatever it is, you know. But we want to make sure you know everybody has their own idea of success, and so you have to hit that why. It's exactly what Jacqueline was saying. Some people they want to make enough money to make to take their kids on vacation, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but I will tell you, it takes another person to pull a bigger dream out of you. Yeah. Oftentimes, we are our biggest limiting. Um, person. Our our mind is our our biggest limiting belief, right? And so it takes another person to say, hey, you know what? This is what you actually sell. Hey, you know what? I could totally see you doing that. Or it takes that validation of, yeah, oh my gosh, I love that for you. I can totally see that. Mm -hmm. And we see it happen over and over again. And then it just is like Jacqueline said, us aligning you your, with your your dream life and your dream business. You know, I think a lot of us, because we're so used to the ups and downs of entrepreneurship, we don't think about the why of why we're doing things. You know, we kind of had this conversation with our community a couple of weeks ago. We actually um, had Jamie Kern Lima. She is um She started, you know, it cosmetics out of her living room, a product-based business, and she sold it for $2.1 billion or something like that. It was amazing. And so even seeing that, and she talked about her why, right? And so we had that conversation with our community. And her why was disrupting the beauty industry the way it looked, you know, being the average person. And it was really a little bit of a Uh, messing with our minds because we felt like our why's had to be really gigantic and big when they Mm -hmm. actually don't. You know, your why can be anything you want it to be. You know, my why is, you know, really molding the uh, minds of my two kids, two little Asian girls in Iowa, you know, grandparents or grandkids of um, refugees, you know. So I think it's just for me, leaving that legacy. And that even sounds really big, but maybe it's just a vacation. Maybe it's making six figures, whatever it is, we just are bringing people together, you know, and and showing that for different people. So I really think that, you know, everybody has their different version of success, but it's about, Coming together and and enjoying that in the time, you know, don't not waiting to be happy. And I think that that's what I've learned a lot. Is you know, we're so we get so stuck in the up and ups and downs of entrepreneurship that we don't stop to think about why am I doing this. And it actually can be really fun. And all you have to do is find your people, you know. And so it it's been an exciting ride for sure, you know.
1: Yeah, no, I, I love that, Mina. Thank you for sharing that. I was just thinking um, that. I feel very fortunate when I think about like my friends and how we all are purposeful in some way. It's like my, the people I work with eventually become my friends is basically what I'm trying to say. And it sounds like, you know, rather than waiting for, um, you know, waiting for Um, like, like you said, waiting to be happy. It's like, be happy now, like surrounding yourself with like-minded people that are on this journey with you. And it'll be a ton more fun. Um, I also like how you both mentioned, like, whatever you want is okay. Like that just really touched my heart. I was like, really? Like whatever I want, even if it's not like some high income, you know, it's like that, that really is so beautiful and encouraging. And just, you know, I just imagine for people, I, I think it gives people a break in a sense, like, okay, I don't have to like paint this extraordinary life. I don't have to, you know, you know, paint this, like very uh, abstract why, like my, why can just be as simple as leaving a legacy, you know, behind for my girls or for my kids. Right. And so Jacqueline, I'm curious to know from you, uh, what's your why? Great question.
2: (laughs) Um, You know, what I realized a few years ago was, as I said earlier on the podcast, I'm in my mom's maker studio. And um, my mom basically was like, she had five kids and she couldn't do for herself what she, Mm. she didn't work. She raised Mm -hmm. five kids. She couldn't leave my father. She couldn't, There was a lot of things she couldn't do. And so as I started with the podcast, my first why was like, let's talk to product-based business owners. And then I got more specific and I said, let's talk to those people out there. Let's talk to the, for me, I want to talk to the women out there that are creative, that have some sort of creative output and realize that they can make money off of it, that they can support their families. They can support themselves. They can find a way to make money from nothing or from their skills and live whatever life they want. So mm-hmm. I think my why is sort of for all the women out there that are or were in a situation like my mom's, that they could be independent. They could take care of themselves independently, financially as well. Um, So that I I would say is sort of like my bigger why. And it got really focused for me. I was like, yes, I'm talking to those women out there. If I could change their lives and I can change their children's lives. Mm -hmm. Um, And then other than that, my why is that I same thing for me. I want to be financially independent. I want to be able to make decisions that are best for me and my family. Um, and I want to prove to my own children and to my own family that, you know, you can be a woman owned business and hit seven figures or eight figures, wherever you want to go with it and have a family and, and live the life that you dream of. And so that's my, that's my own personal one. And then my, my greater why. Uh, I just love hanging out with my mom friends.
1: <laughs> you both. Enjoy. We were not
2: moms at some point too. <laughs> so I know, I friends. know, but
1: still, but still, I'm glad I caught yeah. you at this stage in the season yeah. of your life of being moms. Um, so, as we start to wrap up here, uh, I, I there's some things that I wanted to mention that I I feel like you both, um, you know, it's really worth bringing up to our listeners here. And one of the action items or takeaways we want to share is uh, to not be afraid to be the face of your brand. So, who would like to speak on that first?
3: Um, I certainly can uh, because it's a constant struggle for me. I think that I was always very comfortable and probably one of the reasons why I have a physical product-based business is because I like hiding behind my product. Mm. It's enjoyable. It's comfortable. I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I wasn't actually forced to do it until we had the product boss and then it's become a personal brand. But I will tell you that one of the special sauces and it's the pretty much the most important one is you. And Mm -hmm. so anytime that we're coaching our um, product-based business owners, I'm always encouraging them to show their faces because it's the easiest way to connect with your customer. And it's also the easiest way to find your own voice. Mm -hmm. You know, finding your own voice is such a gift. It's such a gift. And you will not find it until you put yourself out there. And the best way to do that is by showing your face, Mm -hmm. you know, and we're gifted a lot of things in this time. One is internet, and getting onto huge platforms like Amazon or wholesale, or all you know, meeting other people around the world. All these different things, but you have to first put your face out there. And I think that that's um, something I've always been working. It's still very hard, you know. Um, I've been on probably tens of thousands of videos at this point. And I still struggle with it a lot of times, you know, because of, you know, internal struggle. But I don't think it's a light switch. I think it's a skill set. And mm-hmm. I think that it's the best skill set you can ever give yourself for yourself and for the other people around you and also to develop your business. And people connect with you and you want to repel people, you know? So um, yeah. there's lots of nonverbal cues that happen when you're showing up on video, for example. And they're able to say, oh, I like that person or I don't like the person. It's really more than your product that you're selling. And when you show behind the scenes of what goes into that, the customer is really able to connect with you in a way, a deeper level, in a quicker way, Than's ever been possible before.
1: Mm. You know, very often I say uh, the only way to find your voice is to use it. And I'm going to update it to say the only way to find your voice is to use your face <laughs> or show your <laughs> face. <That's true. laughs> I love it. Thank you, Mina, for that. Uh, Jacqueline, um, you know, before we get going here, uh, you know, of course, the show is uh, geared toward uh, small business owners and entrepreneurs. And, uh, you know, before we go, I just want to see if there's any other parting advice that you want to share with our listeners today.
2: Well, I'd love to talk about the shop one in five pledge really quick for everyone. Yeah, so nice. um, so we started this pledge back at the end of last year because what we saw was small businesses were the hero of 2020. And in order to keep our economy going, no matter where you were in the world, the government was funding small businesses. And so in return, us as consumers also should be buying from small businesses. So mm-hmm. we created this pledge to pledge to, to make one in five of your purchases from a small business online or offline. Because when you spend with a small business, your dollar goes further, And your purchases actually have the ability to change lives as you could hear in this whole podcast and how we're trying to change our product entrepreneurs, uh, business owners lives. That same goes to all of us as consumers, right? And it's a way that we can make an impact together where and when it matters most. So if any of you want to take the pledge, we would invite you over to shop one in 5com take that pledge. And no matter what you're doing, just try and make that decision. You know, once a day, if you're driving around, you're heading to Target and Starbucks to get your coffee, like what can you do to impact? A small business that day? Can you make one in five of your purchases from a small business? And within on our website, we actually have a small business shopping directory with 600 product-based businesses. So if you ever have a gift that you need to buy or something for yourself, head over there. There's babies, kids, homes, um, apparel, jewelry, all sorts of products that you can buy and you'll buy from a small business online. So I just wanted to throw that out there because together all of us will make an impact for our own economies and for other people's families and small businesses.
1: Fantastic. Well, that is a great way to wrap up our conversation today. Uh, Jacqueline and Mina, I want to thank you both so much for your time and for joining me here on the Thoughtful Entrepreneur. Thank you so much, Jen. Yeah. And again, to our listeners, this is Mina Kumlo Ctep and Jacqueline Snyder, co-founders of The Product Boss uh, the Product Boss Podcast, and also their company Shop 1 in 5 Pledge. That website is shop one 5com And of course, you can check out their podcast at productboss.com Thank you all so much for joining us. And we'll chat with you in the next episode. Tune in next time.